Practice number one is in the books, and there might be more to the Dennis Schroeder story than we thought. It's coming up right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Raina Jay's back with the vengeance at all the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, thank you for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown Celtics is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockdownCeltics.com. I'm John Corrales. Welcome back to the show. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Signed copies are available on my website, JohnCorrales.com. Today, practice in the books, day one. And we got to see Ime Odoka, who is back on the on the floor after a COVID diagnosis and 10-day quarantine. And in the next couple of segments after that, Dennis Schroeder, there's a little bit more to that story. I didn't touch on it uh, in yesterday's podcast. Talked a little bit more about other big stories that were, were I, I felt, a little more important in the media day availability. But the Dennis Schroeder path to Boston is a little bit more interesting than maybe we thought at first. It brings up some interesting conundrums maybe for the future and his future and what he might want. That's coming up a little bit later. Uh, the, the practice, I think the overarching theme from practice day one is I think patience. There's, there's no real hurry. There's no real rush to get a lot of stuff in. The Celtics under Ime Udoka are just going to take their time and start implementing things that he wants to implement, but there's not going to be any wholesale craziness. There's not going to be a vastly different uh, practice format. There's, there's, no, there, there's not going to be any big sweeping kind of uh, whatever might uh, become of a first – time head coach. One of the things that I, I was just kind of watching for with Udoka is, you know, first time guy coming in, running his own program. There's a real tendency, I think, for people who are taking over something for the first time. They want to make it their own. They're going to put their own stamp on it. This is, you know, Eme coming in and Brad's upstairs, but even though Brad's upstairs, or maybe especially because Brad's upstairs, I'm going to make this my team, and I'm going to do this really differently and that really differently. And none of that really seemed to be the case in day one. You know, you asked Jason Tatum. We asked Jason Tatum about you know, what was it like, what was different. You know, you new coach and all that. He's like, yeah, you know, new. It's a new voice. We learned a couple of new things, but. It's just day one, not a big deal. And uh, Ime Odoka himself said, we're, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. And not that I expected him to do anything different, but look, there's, there is a concern. There was a concern that 
he might come in and and make the mistake of trying to dump too much on these guys too fast and and say, hey, look, I know I was the assistant coach all this time, but I'm the head coach now, and here's how we're doing things, and I don't want to hear anything from you guys. This is how we're doing it, and it's this is it. And I I think what we're seeing from the Celtics, from Ime right away is just a calm, we're going to learn our new terminology, we're going to learn the principles that I want to emphasize defensively. Maybe some of the things that they're trying to do defensively are a little bit different than what Brad Stevens had emphasized. Obviously, there's different personnel, so I don't think Brad Stevens would have come in and tried to run the exact same stuff with different personnel. If he was, if he had given himself this team, he might have done a few things differently. But with this group, with this new coaching staff, with Ime and what he's, you know, his defensive mindset, they're coming in and they're learning those new things, and it's going to take a little bit of time to get used to that stuff. It's important, I think, for you to understand that terminology is a big deal here, and it's one of the first things. A new coach comes into a team or a player gets traded. You invariably hear everybody talk about, yeah, I gotta learn, I gotta learn the new terminology. And it's it, it's almost like a, a basketball version of a regional dialect. Somebody calls it soda, another person calls it pop, some people call it seltzer. And if you go into you know a certain part of the country and you order a seltzer, you're gonna get a different thing. You know, you go to New York, it's going to be different than when you order a seltzer in like Chicago. And so that kind of stuff, basketball wise is, is part of what's going on here. You've got to learn the new dialect. And so it might be a little different. It might be a lot different. It might be something that's completely new. And so that that's part of the integration. It's almost like being given a vocabulary book, this word now equals this. You used to call it this. Okay, now we're calling it this. Why? It's just different. It's just different. And the coach is used to calling things out, and it's up to the coach to, you know, lead that charge, I guess. And so that's the case here. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see what they do different defensively. How do they handle certain uh, situations? And that's going to be part of the integration of of whatever they're trying to put into place. So at practice, basically, it was Ime Odoka, Aaron Neesmith, uh, Peyton Pritchard, Jason Tatum. And I'll be honest with you, Pritchard and Neesmith don't say much. They're not exactly great quotes. They are very well coached in the media. Uh, They speak in like short sound bites. They say exactly what they're supposed to say. They don't really drift from what they're supposed to say. It's it's pretty uh, standard stuff from my perspective. A little on the boring side. You're not giving me much to work with, guys. But that's okay. That's okay. That's not their job to give me stuff to work with. That's my job to find stuff to work with within what they're saying. But Neesmith and Pritchard didn't really say much. Uh, and frankly, neither did Jason Tatum. It's just kind of a slow kind of first introduction to the team. Great, right? This is this is fine for like I don't know what you might be expecting from day one of training camp and all of that. But uh, when they lifted the curtain, there really wasn't a whole lot that that we saw. 
Normally, I get to go down onto the floor for practice or the end of practice. This time, because of COVID regulations, uh, they lifted the curtain. We were, we were sitting upstairs. They lift the curtain. We get to see down there. If you follow me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John, I'm tweeting out, you know, I've tweeted out a couple of videos from, from up above the media section there. But really not much, guys. Shooting, guys going through dribbling drills. I think people are taking it light. The whole point here, I think, is is slow ramp up, and that that's another good thing here. This is what twenty twenty one NBA is like, uh, I, and even Ime references this isn't the nineties where you go through two and a half uh, hour practices twice a day. The two a days, there's no two a days anymore. I remember two a days. I remember two a days from from college. Uh, they sucked. Two a days sucked. Uh, two a days in, in the NBA, I think nowadays there'd be a revolt guys like, you know, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal who love to crap all over today's players might sit there and be like, Oh, back in my day. But you know, that those days are gone. So no two a days in the NBA anymore. These guys are slowly ramping up the, the sports science dictates that you start a little slow, you work your stuff in. Uh, guys need to come into camp in shape, ready to go. So it's not just walking through things, but you know, you're going through things at a good clip, good speed, but you're not overdoing it. And so tomorrow is day two or later today. When you, when you're listening to this, uh, will be day two Wednesday. And uh, I will be there to, to get the latest on what's happening in practice. We'll talk to a new crop of people and, and see what the big storyline is. That'll be something I talk about tomorrow. What I'm going to talk about when I come back is Dennis Schroeder, who had some interesting comments about his path to Boston. And it might not be exactly what you think. That is coming up next. After I talk to you about sweat block, doctor created, doctor recommended to help anybody with excessive perspiration issues. I know that that can be tough to talk about. It can be embarrassing to talk about, but it's a problem that many people suffer from, uh, and it may not be a chronic thing. It might just be a situational thing, nervous speaking, nervous meeting new people, whatever it is. doesn't matter. Get yourself some sweat block. What you do, you go take a shower, you apply it. It's like a, a handy wipe, a wet wipe. You apply it to the problem area. Then you go to sleep. In the morning, you wake up, you wash it off. It's worked for some people for up to seven days. I got a DM from somebody who really was excited when they heard me talking about it and wanted to try it. Got back to me, said it worked for five days. So this is a very helpful thing for someone who is dealing with a serious issue here. So give it a shot. Go check it out on Amazon. There are over 13,000 reviews. They are not hiding anything. Go Google them. Check them out. They're currently number one in the Amazon antiperspirant category. So Wear what you want to wear. This is your little secret to confidence. It should be in your toiletry bag. It should be in every toiletry bag. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If you if it doesn't work for you, return it. Get your money back. So no risk. Go to sweatblock.com. 20% off with the promo code Locked On, or pick some up at Amazon and at CVS. Also, today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the place to go for anything you need for your car, no matter how simple, no matter how complicated. My co-host on the Wednesday Locked On NBA show, Jake Madison, just we just recorded a show before we recorded this one, and he was talking about 
how he saved nearly $300 on a part for a car that he was rebuilding. He likes to get in there, get into the engine. I don't, that's not me. I need new wipers for my car. I'm gonna get them at rockauto.com. You can get the high performance stuff, you can get the cheap stuff, you can get whatever you want. The prices are, they, everything you need for, you know, fits every budget and more options than you're gonna get anywhere else. Don't bother driving anywhere. Don't bother going into a chain store. Put all of your car's information into rockauto.com. They've got a very easy to navigate catalog. Betting, I'm betting that you will find something and find something in your price range. Once you do and you buy something at rockauto.com, right locked on in there, how did you hear about us, Fox? That's how they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Thanks again for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. We're still going to talk about uh, Dennis Schroeder here over the next couple of segments, but when you're teeing up your podcast, make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Fantasy Basketball is back. Go ahead and listen to Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Subscribe to make sure you got a leg up on the competition. So Dennis Schroeder, the first impression we got of Dennis Schroeder was that, you know, we misplayed, you know, fumbled the bag, as you kids like to say. Fumbled the bag, and now all of a sudden needed a home. Boston Celtics came along and said, hey, we got a little bit of money. We got an opportunity here. Backing up Marcus Smart. You want it? Great. It's yours. Boom. It's like going to a nice hotel, looking at all the nice hotels, hoping to get a $500 a night room, and then all of a sudden all those hotels are booked, and you're now driving down the road, you're driving down Route 1 in Foxborough, and you're finding one of those little roadside motels, and the first one that has a vacancy, fine, I'm going to lay my head here for, for a night. That's basically what we thought Schroeder's stop in Boston was going to be. All the other teams with, with cap space, Use their cap space. Now I got to go drive down Route 1 and figure out who the hell is going to sign me and what kind of money can I get. Great. The Celtics came along with the taxpayer mid-level, nearly $5.9 million. Here he is. It's going to be a one-year thing. Boom, boom, boom. Goodbye. I'm out. And then that's it. No uh, basketball equivalent of a one-night stand. But then you start to hear him talk about guys were calling him and texting him in the uh, before- Free agency started. He said, here's the quote. Before free agency hit, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Brad Stevens, Ime, all texted me and called me and showed, and showed me that they really, really wanted me here. So before free agency hit, that means if this is true, and, and let, me, let me just say this. There's a fair amount of this that feels like spin. That Schroeder is kind of spinning things into like, all right, this didn't work out. Let's, let's make this look Good. Let's make this, you know, not paint me in such a bad light because everybody, one of the stories of the offseason was Schroeder to Boston. Whoa, he really messed up his free agency. That was the reaction. Uh, so maybe there's a little bit of spin going on here. Fine. I get it. People, you know, things go wrong for you. You want to spin it a little bit? I got it. Uh, don't blame you for that. However, this would be one hell of a spin because Horford and Brown and Tatum and Stevens and, and Ime, he's not just going to say that. All of these guys 
must have contacted him. And to hear Al Horford say it, he was very excited. He has told everybody how excited he is that he got to, he's getting to play with Dennis Schroeder again. Schroeder and Horford were teammates in Atlanta for three years. And Schroeder was part of that 60-win Hawks team. So there's, there is truth to this. And if it really is before free agency hit, the Celtics were doing some hardcore recruiting on a target that didn't seem like was going to be available to the outside uh, NBA world. But if this is true, if the timing is as he says it is, then I think that shows that Stevens and Udoka were kind of a little clairvoyant. I think they looked around and they said, I don't know, man. I don't think that market's going to be there for you. It's almost like asking a girl to the dance or asking someone to the dance and saying like, all right, here's a person who probably doesn't want to go with me, but I'm looking around and I know the, all the people that this person likes and all those people I think are going to have dates. So I'm just going to go now and be like, Hey, you know, did you hear about the dance? Yeah, that that'll be really fun. Uh, you know, look, you don't have to answer now, but I think it'd be really fun if we went together. All right, let's, let's talk a little bit later. And that person's like, Oh, you know, Hey, maybe, but you know, I got more popular people. I got, you know, the quarterback that wants to, that, you know, I think might want to take me and captain the basketball team. I want to take me. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, wait a minute. All those people got dates. Well, this person did show some interest in me. Uh, what's, Let's talk. All right. What do you got? Let's, all right. Maybe we will go to the dance together. That's <laughs> kind of like how it went for, for the Celtics and, and Schroeder. Like the Celtics kind of laid the groundwork early and figured, Hey, look, if, if the market does dry up for Schroeder, then, you know, we've, we've made some inroads here. So Horford was excited. Jalen Tatum. I don't know what they said, but Brad, I'm sure, put on the sell job. Udoka put on the sell job. The, the amount of money that he was going to make was, was obvious. But if he's looking around at teams like Boston wasn't the only team that could have offered him this, taxpayer mid-level, I'm sure Schroeder was like, hey, you know, you've got a spot there. I know I'm going to get the opportunity. But if there really was this extra layer of, hey, you know what? I might actually like playing there. I actually like playing with these guys. Maybe there's something more to his decision to play in Boston. What does that mean? What 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 does that mean for for Schroeder moving forward? Like, if Schroeder is just if it was just him sliding in saying, "Hey, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to do this backup point guard thing, and then I'm out," then really wouldn't care too much about this, and it probably much closer to that than it is to anything else. But maybe just listening to the story and, and hearing how some of these guys are talking, maybe it's not a hundred percent that maybe it's 75% that maybe it's 60% that. And the less, the further you get away from 100%, the more it opens up interesting possibilities about the future because Schroeder and he hasn't played a game yet. We don't even know who wants him or how he'll be wanted, how he'll be perceived in Boston, how he'll play. But the, the more kind of, the, the, the further we get away from, he's definitely out of here, the more interesting the future of the Celtics 
the makeup of the Celtics might become because the Celtics don't have a ton of money to offer him, but what's really important to him? What's important to him moving forward? And is, is situation versus money a much bigger factor than we thought? I'm going to get into that in just a minute. First, I got to tell you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Tastes like a candy bar, but it is healthy. It's good for you. They got a ton of flavors, right? Nine different flavors just in the regular rotation. They are they're chocolate ones. There's peanut butter ones, uh, fruity ones, coconut, like anything that you kind of want. Whatever your flavor, desired flavor profile is, they have it. In the meantime, 17 to 18 grams of protein in each one. 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar and four to five net carbs. They're healthy, they're good for you. They're delicious and nutritious. You can go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, give it a shot. There's a thing called a mixed box. You get two of each of the nine flavors. Figure out which ones you like, use that promo code again, LOCKED15, you're gonna get 15% off the next time you order. Once you decide which one, two, three, four that you like, Make sure you're going back to Built.com to get all of the special offers, special flavor drops, all of that. It's all on Built.com. And use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off every time at Built.com. BetOnline is the place to go to bet on everything. Football is back. Oh, my God. New England's going crazy with the return of Tom Brady. And you can lay some money down on that. At Bet Online, it's the number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, get your 100% welcome bonus. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. 100% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Whatever you deposit, they match it. It's an amazing deal. You're doubling your initial deposit. So get on over to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. So, what if Schroeder plays well? likes it in Boston and the things that he's saying about situation mattering are actually ringing true. What if he's looking at the free agent landscape and he says, nothing here that really floats my boat. He's 28 years old. He's made a bunch of money. He's going to make plenty of money in Boston, no matter what, you know, that nearly $6 million in Boston right now, that's not nothing. A lot of this depends on what the market is for him next summer. The ne- the market next summer, free agency next summer is going to be nothing. There's a bunch of role players, and I don't think there are any real big names, depending on what Zach Levine does. But there's there's gonna be there's gonna be some money out there. So on one hand, Schroeder could be like, I just gotta play well. There's not a lot of free agents out there. This is an opportunity for me to maybe cash in. That's possible that he can go out there and say, hey, I'm your best option. Here's a three-year deal. Boom. Goodbye, Boston. Thank you for everything. Still, I think the most likely scenario. But 
if all of that stuff that we've heard, the Al Horford factor, the Boston factor, the, you know, hey, he talked to Sam Presti, the, the head of the, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. He sang Boston's praises. Obviously, Sam Presti is from here. Um, if, if this matters, if that ends up mattering more than we thought, than we think, all right, let's, look, let's go down this road. The most the Celtics can offer him next year is the full mid-level exception, which means they'll be hard-capped, which I don't think they want to do, unless he is just the absolute perfect fit and you cannot lose him for any, doesn't matter what, you can't lose him no matter what, then you, okay, fine. I doubt that that's going to be the case. So what's more likely than that? There is a thing called the non-bird, you have non-bird rights, which still allows you to pay him more than a guy that you would just sign in, the, in, in, this, in this form here. You can give him a, a one, uh, 120% of his last contract. You give him a 20% raise, basically. So in this scenario, he would get a, a contract that started, if it was more than one year, it would start at just about $7.1 million next year. Not quite the full mid-level, but more than the taxpayer mid-level, would that be enough for Schroeder moving forward? If he can keep doing that, he can keep playing that game and say, hey, we're going to do a one-year deal now, and then we can do a one-year deal with early bird rights the, the following year, and he'll give you another 20% raise and keep going up and, and eventually get to a point where it ends up being a three-year what would that be? 13, 20-something, 22, $23 million deal. So the Celtics couldn't offer him. They, they, they couldn't offer him three years, 23, 24, whatever the, the math works out to be. But by doing it three separate one-year contracts, they can kind of get to that number by playing that game. That's, that's a way. That's a way to do it, and he's going to make money. He said in his media day uh, – you know, I'm 28. Uh, money's not everything at all times. Uh, he talked about, uh, I signed a contract, uh, a pretty good contract before. So we're me and my family, we're good. So again, he justified a lot of things in at media day, which I totally understand. But at the same time, there, there did seem to be a little bit more of some kind of opening there where maybe Schroeder is a little bit more of an option moving forward than we thought, which would be interesting. It would be, let's say Marcus Smart doesn't work out as the primary point guard, even though I expect him to, let's say he doesn't. Well, you have Schroeder as a, a, a possible backup there and somebody that maybe you can count on for that. Maybe a mid-season deal opens up uh, an opportunity for Schroeder. Maybe Smart gets moved at the trade deadline in a superstar deal, and, and you have to throw Smart in, in that, that deal. Then you have Schroeder as a backup, and then that, that changes the scenario. I don't know what the summer is going to bring for Schroeder, and Boston's going to be in a situation where maybe, maybe bringing him back is his best option too. It's going to be really weird. If he plays well and Boston wants him back, 
there's a good chance that he's played so well that he's going to get more money somewhere else. If he doesn't play well enough and the only thing he can get is seven, you know, six or $7 million offers, then that probably means that he hasn't played well enough where the Celtics would be like, oh, clamoring to bring him back either. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. All, all of this is to say that I feel like the Schroeder situation is slightly more complex than we thought coming in, or at least that I thought coming in. I thought Schroeder coming in was just uh, in, out, you're a backup point guard this year, play up your value at the end, we'll trade you at the trade deadline, get a couple of assets, we'll send you to a contender out west somewhere, thank you for your service, bye. Maybe it's more than that. I mean, Horford touts his edge. What did I, I did a whole podcast, multiple podcasts last year about how the Celtics need an edge. And Horford's sitting there saying, this guy has a real edge. Well, I mean, there, he's, he's been booed in Boston. There are plenty of people around the league who are less than fond of Dennis Schroeder. He's not all rainbows and puppy dogs. But isn't that what the Celtics kind of needed last season? Could be. Could be that this works out better than we thought. Could just simply be that the Celtics-Schroeder dynamic is more complex than we originally anticipated, and it's worth watching a little more closely than maybe I would have, at least I would have thought a couple days ago. So each season brings its own surprises. Uh, So Celtics Wednesday practice. I'll see what comes out of practice. I'm also curious about some starting lineup stuff. I'll talk about that tomorrow as well. The, the, the starting lineups are, are obviously a big topic of conversation. And Emeo Doka said a couple of things that kind of interesting, kind of makes you think maybe points a little bit in a direction of where he might be thinking. And I know some people have talked about some of the stuff that I'm thinking about now, but I haven't talked about it much. So I'll talk about it in tomorrow's show unless news changes that, uh, that, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit about starting lineups in tomorrow's show. So I do appreciate you making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. I'll be back with that tomorrow. Make your second listen today to Locked On Bets podcast. Uh, Your boy Q, uh, Lee Sterling are going to get you set up. Locks of the day, wrong team favorite, all of that stuff. So head on over to Locked On Bets. Make them your second listen. Making the Locked On Celtics your first listen is always appreciated. It's the number one Boston Celtics podcast in the world. And that's because you continue to support the show, which I love. Thank you very much for that. Monday through Friday, daily podcast. Free and available everywhere. So subscribe, subscribe on YouTube. You're getting me Monday through Friday. So tell everybody, tell your friends, share the podcast and say, you should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.